There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. G-A-L-D-E-M. G-A-L-D-E-M. This song is good. Welcome to a brand new season of Growing Up With Galdem. Inspired by our book, I Will Not Be Erased, our stories about growing up as people of colour. My name is Nyala Arboyne and I'm the life editor at Galdem. And I'm Natty Kasimvala, former editor and long-time contributor at Galdem. Galdem is an award-winning media company committed to sharing the perspectives of people of colour from marginalised genders. Each week, we invite a guest to respond to old diary entries, letters or text messages from their younger selves. The point is to nurture important discussions about growing up. You can find Growing Up With Galdem on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's hard to believe that Debbie wasn't allowed to listen to music other than gospel until she was about 16 years old. Raised in the church on a restricted musical diet of Mary Mary and Kirk Franklin, music flows out of her effortlessly. From her reflective but relatable lyricism, to her rich, resounding voice and her spiritual curiosity, she's a careful blend of refreshingly new and intimately familiar. Her latest releases, including Is This Real Love and Summer in December, are available to stream now. Hello, hello. 
Thank you so much for coming on the show, Debbie. How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. So yeah, I would love to hear a bit about your latest release, Is This Real Love? Yeah, Is This Real Love? Where do I start? So I wrote it in lockdown. I wrote it in my home studio in lockdown. In lockdown, I kind of became obsessed with YouTube beats. So I would be going on YouTube and I would type in guitar type beat and I'd be listening to loads and loads of different type of audios. And then I came across this one audio, which inspired Is This Real Love? Before that, prior that, I had become really obsessed and passionate about what the definition of love is. It's kind of weird, but I got very (laughs) passionate about it. I guess it was my uni brain. And I started looking at like philosophers and different like essays written on it. And then after looking at it and kind of looking at what it takes to build a healthy relationship, I kind of thought to myself, well, Instagram is really misleading and so is everything that's out there like the movies the episodes out there is very misleading so with all of that it kind of all bubbled up to create is this real love defining love is very hard it's a bit of a sticky one still I would say love is just a feeling it's just a feeling it's the same as anger it's the same as sadness it's just a feeling but in terms of love in a relationship and what it takes to make a relationship work, love is never enough. You need a lot more than love. You need things like self-awareness, patience, forgiveness. There's loads of things that a relationship needs other than love. So that's my little definition. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting way of looking at it because I do think it's almost like hyper-romanticised, if you can say romanticised about love type of situation. Yeah. Almost oversimplified and like beautified concept you know like and that's why I think I really love that first release by you as well and we wanted to talk a little bit about the visuals as well obviously you are kind of like entering the world of the music industry and your visual (laughs) landscape is as gorgeous as the music shall we say what's it been like kind of getting into that creative process and the concepts for your visuals and do you have any ideas of where you want to take it next so the visuals for is this love period was kind of like I guess I wanted it to be as simple as possible, but I wanted it to be about the voice. I didn't want me to be the main character. I just wanted it to be all about the song. So we met with these creative directors called Pip and Lib, and we expressed that to them, and they kind of just came up with this idea, and we were bouncing off each other. And that's why it's kind of like in the dark, because I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about the message, which was kind of cool. But I guess moving forward, the sort of thing I want to do is I want to make videos or music videos that they tell a story. I don't want it to just be like flexing and like, hey, look at me in my car. I want it to be like, you know, when you watch a John Lewis advert and you're like engaged, Mm. like you want to watch it. Do you know what I mean? I want that sort of vibe. I think Sia does that really well. I don't really watch or listen to see it as much as I used to. But when I was younger, I remember being obsessed with her music videos because they were just so interesting. Like that little girl with the fringe. I just love the story that it told. So I think moving forward, I want my music videos to kind of have that same effect and feel. 
It's interesting, isn't it? It's like, it's almost like the culture around them has changed a bit. Like, because we were kind of the generation or, I mean, dare I even put myself in the same generation as you because I'm feeling hella old at the moment. But kind of in that generation of MTV base and kind of coming home and like watching, like being glued to the TV and like chandelier being on or whatever. There was like definitely a culture around like them almost as film in a sense. Yeah. And I wonder, I think I'm all for us who are trying to bring that back because mm. I think we need a bit more of that. I miss it personally. Mm. I miss it a lot. So you've written songs with and for other artists in the past. Who are some of the artists you've worked with? Yeah, I'd love to know about some of those projects. I've worked with quite a few producers and not as much artists, but quite a few producers. I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say in terms of projects. Exclusive. <laughs> but <laughs> exclusive. I've worked with Jacob Collier. That was very fun. He's like a genius, which was amazing to witness and be a part of. Artists that I've worked with. I've worked with Stormzy, which was really fun. He's a really cool dude. Oh, there was a story I remember you telling me about, you know, in, in Is This Love? The did you see what I done bit mm. and working with Wretch at your label. I've worked with Wretch. He's sick as well. He's very sick. His lyrics are just yeah, they just flow out of him like water. It's actually mad. He's really sick to work with. Producers. I've worked with loads of producers, but my favorite producers that I've been working with, I'd say Egg White, Jake Tench, who goes by Third Life, MJ Cole. I would say those are my top three right now. It's amazing. And I'm sure there's way more to come as well. Something else that I found really interesting about your story was how up until a certain age, you were only really allowed to listen to Christian music in your household, mm. which I always found really interesting. Like, I think Lucky Day comes from a similar background as well, where he like couldn't listen to any popular music up until a certain age. And then suddenly like this world kind of opened up. So I was just really interested to hear about that kind of, I guess, a pivotal moment or was that something that you feel like has shaped the way that you approach music today? Do you remember the first time you kind of like the floodgates opened to the rest of what was happening? Yeah. Were you listening in secret? Tell us a bit more about that. So I would say growing up on strictly gospel music is, I think is actually quite a blessing because it warps kind of like the way you hear music and the way you come out with music, which I think is amazing because a lot of my melodies and my harmonies are stemmed with gospel, which I actually find is an advantage. And also, even though I listened pretty much to only two artists, which was Mary Mary and Kirk Franklin, the two albums I listened to, I just think were so, like, they were mad. They were amazing. So I was lucky enough to get to pick mm. CDs or albums like that. So, yeah, in terms of, like, when I had the pivotal moment, I don't think there was a pivotal moment for me. Because you hear music, like, different type of music on TV shows, and I was allowed to watch TV and cartoons, and, you know, they just come up. Disney Channel used to have, like, segments in between programmes where they would actually allow the actors to, like, have a little music video in between. I don't know if you remember that. So, yeah, I was kind of, like, looking at music in and out. But I didn't have like a pivotal moment where I was like, let the floodgates open. Let me listen to all this music. No, I didn't really have that. Going back to songwriting, 
and you know how you've written for other people before yeah I'd love to know a bit more about how your process into songwriting began and what that kind of journey looks like writing for other people and now writing for yourself as well I think I started songwriting when my friend gifted me a guitar and then whilst I was learning you know off YouTube I kind of was like oh I can write songs I didn't really think of it as songwriting at the time I just thought of it I don't know what I thought I was doing but I was doing something and then I guess it escalated in my first year of uni when I had a lot more free time on my hand in first year so I remember I went to Poundland and I bought a pack of three books you know like little notebooks and I just went ham and my goal was to finish every book so I was like I'm just gonna write 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 even if it's crap I'm just going to keep going. So that that's how I started songwriting. Did you finish all three of the books? I did. <laughs> I did. I've got a few books I've been through, to be fair. <laughs> what were some of your, like, first, I guess, like, inspirations or areas that you kind of pulled from when it came to songwriting? Do you remember any of your first tunes that you wrote? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do, I do. First ones, I would say, was about boys. It always is about boys, isn't it? It was about the relationship I had at the time. And I was writing about that. And then I wrote this song called Baby Mama. And that was about my mum. I remember I was working at a job, actually. And this job was really peak. You had to stand at the bottom of the road for 12 hours. And you had to count the cars that went by. What? And you had to tally it every hour. Why? And then... Honestly. For what? I don't know, but I didn't question it because you were paying me, so. And then also I had to stop cyclists that were going down the road, like, full speed. I had to stop them and be like, sorry, can you fill out this survey? And I was just getting screamed at the whole time because they were like, get out of the way. That's fair. I bet they loved that. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't love it. It wasn't a vibe. (laughs) But I remember whilst doing that job, I made baby mama up in my head. And then I went back home and I wrote it all down and I finished it off. But yeah, those were, it was really about my mum and boys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Amazing. And I think now, if you have it to hand, it's time to move on to your lovely extracts, which is adorable. And it would be amazing if you could just give us a little bit of context behind it and then read it out for us. Yeah, my mum really wrote this. So the fact that science explored the natural phenomena around us is one thing I really enjoy. <laughs> this is jokes. Okay, do you want me to talk about that one or move on? Let's read, yeah, read them all out and then we've got some questions we'll ask you afterwards. Okay, what has been my favourite school dinner? Carol's school dinners made me happy to come back from the Isle of Wight trip. The food on the trip wasn't that good. <laughs> Let's see what else is there. What are your hopes and dreams for the future? I will like to be a pharmacist, spend some time in the pharmaceutical lab and later retire to my own chemist. I will like to own my own business. My thoughts and memories of Blackheath High School Junior School. I have enjoyed every I have enjoyed every my stay. That doesn't make sense. Ignore that guys. At the juniors. I only regret I did not start earlier. During my four years at BHS, I have learned so many things, though if I say it now, I know it will be 10 pages long. I love my music lessons, the opportunity of being exposed to various activities. (laughs) This is hilarious. Various activities and trips have boosted my confidence and independence. For example, I used to be afraid of heights until I went to the Isle of Wight. The Isle of Wight trip was one of my favourite times in school. It was very exciting from the first day. I really felt at home and I have to say I didn't want to leave because of how adventurous it was. The fact that we have different teachers for different subjects and that sometimes these subjects are not in the same place has helped me improve on my organisational skills. Being appointed as a prefect and some other routines we do in school has helped me improve my sense of responsibility. Sometimes challenging, it has actually helped me to be toughened, knowing that I just have to achieve. Social life in Blackheath Junior is great, both inside and outside of school. I enjoyed all the social gatherings, birthday parties, and I am looking forward to the day I celebrate mine. So keep in touch. She said that she said the invite is coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> keep in touch, pending. Oh gosh. Okay, memories of school to me are like your home away from home, and pupils are your family. Well, a very big family. Thanks to Blackheath High School juniors for making my stay in the school a memorable one. And then I said my tips on being at school. On the first day of school, make a reputation a good one. Try to stand out to all your teachers. Have fun. And then I did call outs to all my teachers. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, now that you've given us yeah. the context that your mum helped you write this, it makes it yeah. even funnier. <laughs> it really is. 
like the way you're like, I, I have a sense of responsibility. I know that I have to achieve. I was like, this is some serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely my mum. Yeah. I love school. It's a family. It's my home. <laughs> it's my home away from home. Yeah. I don't know what she was trying to achieve at that time, but yeah, she definitely achieved it. Yeah. That is jokes. I haven't read this in ages. Yeah. It was stuffed away. And also in the search, I guess, for your extract, how did it feel to revisit all of these kind of things from those early years? It's very nostalgic. Like, it's like, oh, And then, I don't know, it kind of reminds me, like, I'm an adult mm. and I hate it. I hate it here. But, yeah, it's really nice to go through. Mm. It puts a smile on your face. This in particular, I know because we've got everyone in the year or everyone in the class would say a bit about themselves. So I've got a little note from everyone. So I was reading through everyone else's but mine. So this is the first time I've read mine in a while. And it's quite nice. It's quite funny, actually. Do you, like, remember being this age? Or is it, like, a very much like a... This, it's like looking at someone else on the page. No, I remember being this age. I definitely remember. What? How old are you in year six? Like, ten? Ten, yeah. Ten, eleven. Yeah, I definitely remember. And science, you know what's so funny? My mum was a science teacher. That's why. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did, right? <laughs> no, I did. And she was like, no, you can't have that. You can't do that. And she just kept changing it. Even though I was like, but mum, that's not what I want. And she was like, well, that's what I want. So <laughs> The bit where it says that you would like to own your own business. I was just like, yeah, is it? No, you know what? That part is true because when I was little, I was very sassy. I was like the tyrant kid that no one wanted. The parents never wanted their kids to be around me because I would terrorise you. And I wanted to be a business owner. And I used to think like I can be the perfect business owner because I'm savage. Like I'm ready. So... <laughs> Yeah, and everyone always knew me as the business girl. They'd be like, oh, she's going to be a businesswoman. That's yeah, so interesting that me. to me, because I feel like as a kid, I wouldn't have even had a concept of what a business is. <laughs> like, I think I was just like, I don't even think I had ambitions, to be honest, but like, that's such an interesting concept to have at that age. Mm, yeah, I definitely wanted to be older than I was. Yeah, I was very adamant on being a business owner when I was little. I didn't even know what that meant, but I was like, I'm going to be a business owner. Just watch, watch this space. And, you know, the all-important question, what were your school dinners saying? <laughs> school dinners were the one. Listen, I Carol, Carol knew what she was doing. Carol shifted up. That's a, she did the thing. She did what she was supposed to do. Yeah, her... Are you pre or post Jamie Oliver ruining life? <laughs> I can't, like, what was... <laughs> at like the, at that changed. time, I was pre. At that time, I was pre. So I was having all the butter, all the grease, <laughs> all up in there. That was good. And the dessert, the dessert, her apple crumble, till this day, there is nothing that matches Carol's apple crumble. It was the one. Oh, I love that. I wonder what Carol's up to yeah. these days. I know, right? I was just thinking that. Maybe I should just pop down there and be like, Carol! <laughs> oh my gosh. Moving on from school dinners. I never really had school dinners, so I always feel quite deprived of that like experience. Oh, you were a packed lunch yeah, kid? Yeah, I was a packed lunch kid. And they were never... They really segregated us at Bro, school. Bro, they did. <laughs> packed pack lunch over there. <laughs> Honestly, and both my parents worked, so my packed lunches were never even like hitting 
that well anyway. I was always like, just give me dinner at school. I hated it so much. Obviously, like, there's a very scientific angle here that is obviously quite a departure from where you are today and why we're sat here chatting to you. Uh, I'm just curious to hear a bit more about your relationship with music at this time how it grew from then like what happened in the years that passed like did you have that kind of relationship then or were you fully in that science realm me saying science then probably was to impress my mum and partly because my mum wrote it because she was a teacher and a tutor and I was actually really smart as a kid because I used to listen in in all her tutoring um, classes and she was teaching GCSE so I was always like picking up ahead of my years so that's why I was so like I'm gonna be a scientist because she was always teaching science but in terms of music at that age I'd always been singing like always but I was just too shy too shy to sing in front of people I sang at home and I didn't care about being too shy in singing at home I was very loud but outside of the home I was too shy to sing so no one really knew that's what I could do behind the scenes and at what point did you kind of make that jump to say, okay, now this is what I really want to do full time? And was there any restrictions that you felt, any kind of resistance from those around you? So mine would probably be basically the time my head spinned into like music is something I want to do. It started off at sixth form where I was in music technology and I was the only singer in a class of six. And... Like, I kind of just had to sing because it was part of the assessment and no one else was going to do it. And once I'd been doing that for two years in sixth form, once I got to university, I realised that I missed it way too much. And it wasn't just enough to be a singer at home and just do my little thing. I needed more. So I would go out for auditions and things like that. And I think the time where I was like, okay, this is something I'm going to do was when I went for this thing called RS Artists and you had to pay them to like basically do come up with your singles. You had to pay them. And you know that saying like when you put your money where your mouth is and you kind of just like you have to do it now because I put Mm. a lot of money into this. There's no turning back. So that's the time that my brain kind of switched to I'm doing music. And then I met my manager and yeah, it just was lift off from there. I wanted to ask, with the context of, like, your mum heavily editing this and kind of, like, I guess, wanting you to say certain things within this extract, if, you know, that 10, 11-year-old you could have done this by yourselves, what kind of things would you have put in this extract? What would you have said to give a more, I guess, realistic scope of who you were then at leaving school? I probably would have said my favourite subject was PE, because I really enjoyed sports as a kid, especially in netball, and I used to do it competitively until I went to uni. So probably would have been PE, not science, and I wouldn't have said I wanted my own pharmaceutical company. (laughs) I just wouldn't have. I probably would have said I want to be a businesswoman, and I would have kept the thing about Carol. Carol's always going to be there. I was Oh, my God, I was going to say, like, science is, you know... For some time, but Carol is forever. Apple crumble. Carol's apple crumble is for life. (laughs) It's for life. Listen. I was gonna also ask what your position was in netball. I feel like you can tell a lot about a person by their netball position. Mine was GA. I knew it. As soon as you said you you were the businesswoman and you were running things, GA. 
Listen, GA, I was upset when I couldn't be centre. Because I was like, oh, you're going to take my centre from me. But the next best thing was GA, I suppose. But GA is cool because you get to shoot. GAs are you know, always everyone's... like a problem. They're the problem. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I love netball at that age. Especially like, you know, the little like passive aggressiveness with the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Even like listening to you talk about it, this makes more sense than science and pharmaceuticals. <laughs> 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 it's so wild, like the perception our parents have of us or yeah. want for us. Compared to what we actually want, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Moving on to our last little segment. What advice would you give to that younger self who's transitioning into this new part of life, who loves music, who loves netball, but is maybe, I don't know, now that I know that this was edited, I guess, trying to find yourself, Mm. I guess, and your own voice. And who you are. What advice do you have for that younger you? I probably would have said you're capable of anything that you put your mind to. And I would have said, act your age. (laughs) Stop trying to grow up so fast. Because I've always been like, always been trying to be past my age. And I feel like that's good in some senses. But in other senses, you forget to be present and you forget to live in your now because you're trying to live in the future. So I would say, stop trying to grow up so fast. And yeah, you're capable of whatever you put your mind to. So just chill. It's going to work out. Amazing. And what do you think that younger self who was fighting for that independence and that growth, almost impatient in a sense to get there, what do you think she would think of where you are today? I think, she would be stunned I think she'd be like and then I think her head would have swelled and she would have thought that she owned the whole school (laughs) (laughs) basically but I think she'd definitely be proud incredible thank you so much Debbie that was amazing yeah thank you so much yes thank you for having me that was actually really fun Well, firstly, I didn't want to bring out my trauma in the interview, but I'm a little bit like <laughs> thrown at the idea of like parents helping you with homework. <laughs> yeah. That's not something I can relate to. <laughs> but it's like almost like the other way around. It's like so much help that it's not you. Mm-hmm. So whilst you yeah. left to it, at least maybe you had your authentic voice, whereas like it's so interesting that it's like I love science, but then we're speaking to her and she actually loves sport. yeah it's so interesting and it must be so strange to kind of review that and be able to see especially if it's coming from your perspective like be able to see like the literal kind of tension between probably what she wanted to say and what her mum wouldn't let her say or put in for her exactly yeah yeah I guess music still kind of prevailed and came through from a young age yeah that's really sweet to think about I think And also that kind of like sense of ambition, I think, Mm, is clear within it. Still. (laughs) Honestly, I was thinking, I don't know if I knew what business meant. (laughs) I totally had no idea or no grasp of the concept of owning my own business. You know, I think that was the thing that sounded the most kind of like ambitious parent who wants like my child to have autonomy. But it's so interesting that that's something that was actually like a key part of her personality, you know. And in a sense, like... 
she might not own a business now, but she's like in control of what she does and like in control of her career. For so she kind of got there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She's in the musical business. Yeah, and you're kind of in that respect your own business, really, as an artist. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where she goes next and what happens for her. Got great hopes. Yes, the future is bright. This has been an II Studios production. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. You can sign up to become a member at gal-dem.com for access to exclusive discounts with our favourite brands and partners, early access to tickets for Gaudem events, an advanced copy of our annual print issue, and so much more. Make sure you're following us on all major social media at galdemzine for the latest independent news and culture. Or visit our online website, which is gal-dem.com. Don't forget, if you loved this episode of Growing Up With Galdem, be sure to subscribe, rate and leave a review. We'll catch you on the next episode. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.